Chapter 10 The Faithfulness of God Unfaithfulness is one of the most outstanding sins of these evil days. In the business world, a man's word is, with exceeding rare exceptions, no longer his bond. In the social world, marital infidelity abounds on every hand, the sacred bonds of wedlock being broken with as little regard as the discarding of an old garment. In the ecclesiastical realm, thousands who have solemnly covenanted to preach the truth make no scruple to attack and deny it, nor can reader or writer claim complete immunity from this fearful sin. In how many ways have we been unfaithful to Christ and to the light and privileges which God has entrusted to us? How refreshing, then, how unspeakably blessed to lift our eyes above this scene of ruin and behold one who is faithful, faithful in all things, faithful at all times. Know therefore that the Lord God, thy God, he is God, the faithful God, Deuteronomy 7, 9. This quality is essential to his being. Without it, he would not be God. For God to be unfaithful would be to act contrary to his nature, which were impossible. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself, 2 Timothy 2.13. Faithfulness is one of the glorious perfections of his being. He is, as it were, clothed with, with it. O Lord God of hosts, who is the strong... Who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee? Psalm 89, verse 8. So too, when God became incarnate, it was said, Righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Isaiah 11, verse 5. What a word is that in Psalm 36, verse 5. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness unto the clouds. Far above all finite comprehension is the unchanging faithfulness of God. Everything about God is great, vast, incomparable. He never forgets, never fails, never falters, never forfeits his word. To every declaration of promise or prophecy, the Lord has exactly adhered. Every engagement of covenant or threatening he will make good. For God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Numbers 23, verse 19. Therefore does the believer exclaim, His compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Scripture abounds in illustrations of God's faithfulness. More than 4,000 years ago, he said, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Genesis 8, verse 22. Every year that, that comes furnishes a fresh witness to God's fulfillment of this promise. In Genesis 15, we find that Jehovah declared unto Abraham, Thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and it shall serve them. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again. Verses 13 to 16. Centuries ran their weary course. Abraham's descendants groaned amid their brick kilns of Egypt. Had God forgotten his promise? No, indeed. Read Exodus 12:41. 41. 
And it came to pass at the end of the four hundred and thirty years, even the selfsame day it came to pass, that all the host of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. Through Isaiah the Lord declared, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. 7.14 Again, centuries passed, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman. Galatians 4.4 4. God is true. His word of promise is sure. In all his relations with his people, God is faithful. He may be safely relied upon. No one ever yet really trusted him in vain. We find this precious truth expressed almost everywhere in the scriptures, for his people need to know that faithfulness is an essential part of the divine character. This is the basis of our confidence in him. But it is one thing to accept the faithfulness of God as a divine truth. It is quite another to act upon it. God has given us many exceeding great and precious promises, but are we really counting on his fulfillment of them? Are we actually expecting him to do for us all that he has said? Are we resting with implicit assurance on these words? He is faithful that promised. Hebrews 10.23 There are seasons in the lives of all when it is not easy, no, not even for Christians, to believe that God is faithful. Our faith is sorely tried, our eyes be dimmed with tears, and we can no longer trace the outworkings of his love. Our ears are distracted with the noises of the world, harassed by the atheistic whisperings of Satan, and we can no longer hear the sweet accents of his still small voice. Cherished plans have been thwarted, friends on whom we relied have failed us, a professed brother or sister in Christ has betrayed us. We are staggered, we sought to be faithful to God, and now a dark cloud hides him from us. We find it difficult, yea, impossible, for carnal reason to harmonize his frowning providence with his gracious promises. Ah, oh, faltering souls, severely tried fellow pilgrims, seek grace to heed, Isaiah 50, verse 10. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Yet let him trust in the name of the Lord, and stay upon his God. When you are tempted to doubt the faithfulness of God, cry out, Get thee hence, Satan. Though you cannot now harmonize God's mysterious dealings with the avows of his love, wait on him for more light. In his own good time he will make it plain to you. What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. John 13:7. The sequel will yet demonstrate that God has neither forsaken nor deceived his child. And therefore will the Lord wait, that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all that they that wait on him, or wait for him. Isaiah 30, verse 18. Thy, testimony, thy testimonies which thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Psalm 119, verse 138. God has not only told us the best, but he has not withheld the worst. He has faithfully described the ruin which the fall has effected. He has faithfully diagnosed the terrible state which sin has produced. 
He has faithfully made known his inveterate hatred of evil and that he must punish the same. He has faithfully warned us that he is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12.29 Not only does his word abound in illustrations of his fidelity in fulfilling his promises, but it also records numerous examples of his faithfulness in making good his threatenings. Every stage of Israel's history exemplifies that solemn fact. So it was with individuals. Pharaoh, Korah, Achan, and a host of others are so many proofs. And thus it will be for you, my reader, unless you have fled or do flee to Christ for refuge, the everlasting burnings of the lake of fire will be your sure and certain portion. God is faithful. God is faithful in preserving his people. God is faithful by whom you are called unto the fellowship of his Son. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. In the previous verse, promise was made that God would confirm unto the end his own people. The apostles' confidence in the absolute security of believers was founded not on the strength of their resolutions or ability to persevere, but on the veracity of him that cannot lie. Since God has promised to his Son a certain people for his inheritance, to deliver them from sin and condemnation, and to make them participants of eternal life and glory, it is certain that he will not allow any of them to perish. God is faithful in disciplining his people. He is faithful in what he withholds no less than in what he gives. He is faithful in sending sorrow as well as in giving joy. The faithfulness of God is a truth to be confessed by us not only when we are at ease, but also when we are smarting under the sharpest rebuke. Nor must this confession be merely of our mouths, but of our hearts too. When God smites us with the rod of chastisement, it is faithfulness which wields it. To acknowledge this means that we humble ourselves before him, own that we fully deserve his correction, and instead of murmuring, thank him for it. God never afflicts without a reason. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. 1 Corinthians 11.30, says Paul, illustrating this principle. When his rod falls upon us, let us say with Daniel, O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces. Daniel 9, verse 7. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. Psalm 119.75 Trouble and affliction are not only consistent with God's love pledged in the everlasting covenant, but they are parts of the administration of the same. God is not only faithful with standing afflictions, but faithful in sending them. Then will I visit their transgressions with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. My loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Psalm 89, verses 32 and 33. Chastening is not only reconcilable with God's loving kindness, but it is the effect and expression of it. It would much quiet the minds of God's people if they would remember that his covenant binds him to lay on them seasonable correction. Afflictions are necessary for us. In their affliction they will seek me early. Hosea 5.15 God is faithful in glorifying his people. Faithful is he which calleth you, which will also, which who also will do. 
1 Thessalonians 5.24. The immediate reference here is to the saints being preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God deals with us not on the ground of our merits, for we have none, but for his own great namesake. God is constant to himself and to his own purpose of grace, whom he called, them he also glorified, Romans 8.30. God gives a full demonstration of the constancy of his everlasting goodness towards his elect by effectually calling them out of darkness into his marvelous light, and this should fully assure them of the certain continuance of it. The foundation of God standeth sure, 2 Timothy 2.19. Paul was resting on the faithfulness of God when he said, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. The apprehension of this blessed truth will preserve us from worry. To be full of care, to view our situation with dark forebodings, to anticipate the morrow with sad anxiety, is to reflect poorly upon the faithfulness of God. He who has cared for his child through all the years will not forsake him in old age. He who heard your prayers in the past will not refuse to supply your need in the present emergency. Rest on Job 5.19. He shall deliver thee in six troubles, yea, in seven there shall no evil touch thee. The apprehension of this blessed tr truth will check our murmurings. The Lord knows what is best for each one of us, and each one effect of resting on this truth will be the silencing of our petulant complainings. God is greatly honored when, under trial and chastening, we have good thoughts of him, vindicate his wisdom and justice, and recognize his love in, the, in his very rebukes. The apprehension of this blessed truth will beget increasing confidence in God. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing, as unto a faithful creator. 1 Peter 4.19 When we trustfully resign ourselves and all our affairs into God's hands, fully persuaded of his love and faithfulness, the sooner shall we be satisfied with his providences and realize that he doeth all things well. Stillwater's Revival Books is now located at PuritanDownloads.com. It's your worldwide online Reformation home for the very best in free and discounted classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, MP3s, and videos. For much more information on the Puritans and Reformers, including the best free and discounted classic and contemporary books, MP3s, digital downloads, and videos, please visit Stillwater's Revival Books at PuritanDownloads.com. Stillwater's Revival Books also publishes the Puritan Hard Drive, the most powerful and practical Christian study tool ever produced. All thanks and glory be to the mercy, grace, and love of the Lord Jesus Christ for this remarkable and wonderful new Christian study tool. The Puritan Hard Drive contains over 12,500 of the best Reformation books, mp3s and videos ever gathered onto one portable christian study tool an extraordinary collection of puritan protestant calvinistic presbyterian covenanter and reformed baptist resources it's fully upgradable and it's small enough to fit in your pocket 
The Puritan hard drive combines an embedded database containing many millions of records with the most amazing and extraordinary custom Christian search and research software ever created. The Puritan hard drive has been produced to assist you in the fascinating and exhilarating spiritual, intellectual, familial, ecclesiastical, and societal adventure that is living the Christian life. It has been specifically designed so that you might more faithfully know, serve, and love the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as to help you to do all you can to bring glory to His great name. If you want to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, then the Puritan hard drive is for you. Visit PuritanDownloads.com today for much more information on the Puritan hard drive and to take advantage of all the free and discounted Reformation and Puritan books, MP3s, and videos that we offer at Stillwater's Revival Books.